The state of Florida recruiting battle is running hot right now, and we'll talk about it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Monday little later episode than usual because uh, we were waiting on Lucas Simmons commitment and that didn't go our way so it is what it is but I am Brandon also you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon find my written work with whole nine sports that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports and Giants country of SI.com before getting into today's content just ask you to like subscribe comment review you know the drill by now you know how it happens and we're going to spend today looking at recruiting but in a different way we've been talking a lot about solely Florida recruiting, what the issues are, how they could be addressed, how, how things can get solved for us. Uh, but we're going to take a look at the in-state recruiting battle here because there's Florida, Miami, and Florida State are the three power five uh, schools for Florida. UCF will be there soon, but not yet. Recruiting has picked up for them, but still, they're not yet with the, with the big four. It will be at that point, but we're just going to look at how these teams rank up, who their highest ranked players are, and kind of how the battle has been going so far. It's going to change a lot in the coming weeks, by the way, because Florida, within the next two weeks, Florida is in the final rankings for a lot of players here. Um, But looking at Florida, Florida currently has the 20th ranked class in uh, the nation. They are the second highest ranked school in Florida in terms of recruiting or second on this list in terms of recruiting. And the highest ranked player so far is four-star Eugene Wilson the third. He was he's a an athlete that he's gonna be a wide receiver with the Florida Gators. He's going to, or he did commit this past Friday. <laughs> Took a little while um, because of course he said I'm committing at noon. Um, didn't specify a time zone, and since he's a Tampa kid, we all assumed the noon Eastern. But he was in Alaska. Um, so he committed at noon that time, which was 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it, it was a fun little journey of me literally just sitting in this seat going, when's he going to commit? I'm pretty sure he's going to be a Gator, and then I'm going to go live if he commits to Florida, uh, which he did. Florida does not have a five-star player yet. They've been in contention for quite a few of them at this point. Florida does have 12 total commits. Nine of them are four-stars, and three of them are three-stars, which is very funny when so many people come in my comments and they call Florida three-star U, Eddie, uh, but they call Florida three-star U, and the other two schools you're talking about have more three-stars than Florida does. And it's like, wow, that's 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 so crazy, right? That's some wild stuff happening. Um, it's That's just how it is. Miami is the next school that we're going to look at. They have the 10th ranked recruiting class. They have been doing uh, nothing short of a stellar job as of late. If we're going to be honest, I I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, And they've been doing a fantastic job as of late. And that's good for them, right? You know, great, great for, uh, great for Miami. They've been winning the battles where 
We'll take a look at this later, but, you know, we're going to talk later about specific players who committed to any of these schools over the other, and Miami has won more battles than they've lost by a fairly large margin. Uh, Francis Maligoa is their highest-ranked player right now. He's, he's kind of the crown jewel of the class, and he committed last week, and Florida was also in the running for him, but no dice. Uh, but Francis Maligoa, of course, the IMG offensive lineman, five-star. Uh, he is the only five-star in the Miami class. Miami does have four, uh, does have six four-star players and six three-star players so far. And they've, again, they've, they've been kind of cleaning up lately. They've been winning a lot of battles. They had Jaden Rashado was a big deal. Uh, they have two quarterbacks, which up until last week, Florida had none. And then, yeah, yeah, things have been getting intense on the recruiting trail and the in-state battle is insane right now. And then looking at Florida State, where this morning, Florida State was ranked 43rd in the nation in terms of recruiting. And now, after the commitment of uh, of Lucas Simmons, Florida State is now the 34th ranked recruiting class. So a, a pretty big jump there. Um, and he is Lucas Simmons is also their second highest ranked commit behind Keldrick Falk, who... Again, Florida was in play for, but last week he committed to Florida State, and Florida State's kind of cleaned up quite a bit recently. I mean, you look at Lucas Simmons, you look at Keldrick Falk; those both those guys committed within the past week, and I mean that that's pretty great. And then a couple weeks before that, they started adding Demarco Ward, who is currently their lowest ranked recruit, but I mean still a three star player from the state of Georgia, which has been quite productive with players, but uh, Mike Norvell has been kind of putting the pressure on, and it's great for them that they've actually added uh, focus for their offensive line, because their offensive line for years has been just so bad. Um, but my, Florida State has not yet added any five-star players to the 2023 class. Probably will at some point, especially with how they've been building momentum as of late, but so far they have not added one. They have six four-star players and four three-star players, in addition to one player that does not have any stars of, uh, attached to him, that is Jaden Jones, the defensive lineman from Hutchinson Community College. Uh, no no stars yet, not ranked anywhere. It's not like they're like, wow, he's so bad. Uh, he just doesn't have any any stars ranked yet. So that's that's how that one is. He's not just like, wow, he's terrible. But uh, yeah, I mean, Francis Maligoa, obviously from these three, is the highest-ranked player in, in the entire uh, in this entire episode that's going to be covered that has committed because again the only five star but uh, Florida State's Keldrick Falk is a 9603 player on 24/7 uh, Francis Maigo is 9954 and then Florida's high, highest ranked player being Eugene Wilson the third is currently a 9366 player so. Florida's highest ranked recruit is the lowest of the highest ranked recruits so far. But again, Florida has been in play for a lot of players, play, players like Cormani McLean, which I know the rumor that's been going around. Um, it's not true. I'll say that. Uh, so that, that was just nonsense to say. Uh, and wild that it came out right after uh, Eli Ricks was like, yeah, you know, Florida State just hasn't contacted me. And it's like, oh, well, guess what? Florida's not calling this guy. No, it's just, it, it makes no sense. It's also just false. That's not what Florida's going to do. But we're about to talk about the overall classes and break it down by positions. But first, a quick word from LinkedIn, because as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview 
faster and for free. And if you've never used LinkedIn jobs before, I highly recommend it. I've been on the receiving end of it. That's how I got my last job before joining Locked On with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience to quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And then we're breaking down now these three schools and how they're broken down by position. And it's, it's interesting to see how things are working out because you look at Florida. Florida has a quarterback in Marcus Stokes. Obviously, Trayon Webb is the running back that just committed to this class. They've got three wide receivers. They've got two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, one edge rusher, obviously, and Isaiah Nixon, who committed recently, and two defensive backs, Aaron Gates, who's been the longest-standing Gators commit for a while. He was the only Gators commit uh, for the 2023 class, and he's been with Florida since the previous regime, but two DBs and, of course, Sharif Denson, the recent uh, corner commit, is the other one. Aaron Gates, an athlete that's likely going to play defensive back. And the way that I, I broke this up is if you're an athlete but we're 99% certain you're going to play this position, I just counted them as this position. Uh, Miami is the other school that we're talking about, and they have two quarterbacks committed. Of course, they got them committed at about the same time in Jaden Rashada and Emory Williams. Emory Williams is a three-star. Jaden Rashada is a four-star. And then at the Elite 11, Emory Williams, by all accounts, out past or out through whatever you want to call it, Jaden Rashada. And, and also Emory Williams was one of the better performing quarterbacks at the Elite 11. So that, that goes for saying something. Miami has one wide receiver committed, which... I mean, I'm not going to complain about it, but Miami has three tight ends committed for the 2023 class. And I'm a little curious to see how that goes out because Florida had three tight ends committed for the 2022 class. We will see how that goes. But also one of them was, one of them is a wide receiver tight end hybrid. One of them is an offensive lineman shifting to tight end. So, so it's a bunch of projects, whereas Miami has three tight ends that play tight end. Um, Interesting to see where they're going to go with that. I'm assuming they're done recruiting offensive uh, tight ends for the 2023 class. Miami has three offensive linemen currently committed. Of course, one of them is Francis Maui Goa, the five-star from IMG. They have one edge rusher, one linebacker, and two athletes. And again, they don't have positions fully assigned yet. Where I mean, you could look at athlete. We have Creed Whitmore is listed as an athlete, but he's a receiver for Florida. Aaron Gates is listed as an athlete, but he's going to play DB. Uh, and you have, there, there's a few people who are going to be listed as athletes here. Miami has two athletes in Stafford, who is likely going to play corner. That seems to be where he's going to play. And Washington is an offensive weapon where he's going to be playing receiver running back because he's a receiver running back hybrid uh, offensively as it is. So he's going to be moving around. But Miami, they, they've got a great job down so far of building offensive uh, unit for 2023's class. But defensively, I mean, you've got an edge, a linebacker, and like I said, two athletes, one of them will most likely be playing offense. Then you've got a corner. Not super promising for Miami, but again, I mean, when you're in Miami, that Dade County area, 
there's so many good athletes that will be around. So obviously at some point they'll add more players, but interesting to see what happens. I think that they have to shift some of that focus over to the defense, especially when you're looking at maybe a conference realignment coming from Miami. Um, three tight ends ain't gonna ain't gonna win you at, at this point. That's that's what I'll say for this early in the process. Three tight ends, three O line ain't gonna win it for you. Well, three O line, but yeah, three tight ends not gonna win it for you. One edge, one linebacker, and one maybe corner. Not great. And then looking at Florida State, and okay, hold on. I really just I said not great. Miami's class has been great defensively. It is not. It's the opposite of Florida, where for so long we were like the defense has been great, but offensively they got to get something going. Miami's going through the same thing right now where their offense has been phenomenal, but their defense needs some work and they'll get their work. Of course, we know they will. Florida State, they had a quarterback. Of course, Chris Parson has been committed since I believe June of last year. Uh, So he's the three star that Florida did contact after the Elite 11 and they've been in contact before that. But after Jaden Rashada committed to Miami, they were in contact again with Chris Parson about maybe flipping him from Florida State to Florida. I don't know if that's still going to happen or that not that it was ever going to happen, but I don't know if that's still a possibility for Florida to flip Chris Parson. Um, I would like to see them do it. One, you take away from Florida state, which is big. And two, you add another quarterback to your class where, I mean, two quarterbacks is fine to do. Miami's doing it with Emory Williams and Jaden Rashada. And it's like, as long as you know that, that you've got competition, that's fine. We saw happen last year with Florida, well, this past year, the 2022 cycle where, uh, Nick Evers was committed to Florida. Billy Napier came in and Billy Napier was like, hey, no, like I'm bringing in other quarterbacks. Um, and Nick Evers decommitted and went to Oklahoma, who now has Jackson Arnold. I believe he's QB1 uh, from for a lot of people for the 2023 class. And that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, I also have stayed by my point that I think Billy Napier didn't like Nick Evers that much as a player. And so he was pulling the offer anyway. But Florida State has a QB and Chris Parson. They have two wide receivers, two offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, one edge and one DB. They've been building up a little bit. Roger Kearney and then now Lucas Simmons, of course, committed today. And yeah, Florida State's kind of building a class here where, I mean, they've got their defensive line. They've got defense. They've got offense. They've been doing well. Uh, I, I think that I'd like to sit. Not that I'd like to since I hate them. But from a standpoint of just looking at Florida State's recruiting class right now, I can say that uh, they've got some guys, you know, Caldrick Falk is a big name, Lucas Simmons, Roger Kearney, um, and they, they got a lot of people in the trenches. They're, they're taking a similar approach to Florida where, I mean, Florida State, I think it needs to get better uh, skill position players here. But the trenches have been phenomenal for them. They've been building that up, and they're going to continue building that up, I'm sure, which is big for them, like I said, because Florida State for years has had offensive line issues, where now Mike Norvell is bringing in these new offensive linemen, these highly ranked offensive linemen. And Mike Norvell, when he was at Memphis, did a good job of getting linemen to the NFL. I I think he could do that same thing here. And I'm not someone who hates Mike Norvell, and I'm like, Mike Norvell sucks. I think he's fine. I loved him when he was at Memphis, uh, and I'm going to – waited out for him. I'm not going to tell him that he should lose his job after taking over a, a terrible program. But we're about to look at the head-to-head battles in state. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because if you think the Florida Gators can win seven games this year, or if you think they'll only win six or less games this year, right now on Bet Online, the Gators' win total is set at six and a half wins. BetOnline.net is your number one source 
for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years now, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much, not just basketball or football, heck, not even just sports. You can bet on reality TV, award shows, if someone will get slapped maybe next year, who knows? You can bet on politics, economics, everything. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out BetOnline. It's where the game starts to wrap up today's show, we're talking about the head-to-head battles in state in the state of Florida. And I'm going to go through it as to, I'm going by the Florida commits, or the commits that Florida got over the other two Florida schools. And, and so that's how I'm breaking it down. So it's going to go Florida, then Miami, then Florida State. And look, obviously all these 35 or so commits in this class um, pretty much all three of these schools have had contact with every one of these kids at some point. So I'm not just going to go, well, this kid's from Florida. They won the battle. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going by the schools that were actually in contention and in the running where if a player put out a final five, final three, final two, final 12, whatever it is, and others and any of these other schools were on it, they're going to be included in it. So Sharif Denson, he picked Florida over Florida State was one of the final five schools for him. But yes, Sharif Denson picked Florida over Florida State. So Florida won that battle there. And uh, I can tell you now, you're going to see, we're, we're going to talk about how this is going to look at the end. But yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, Nigel Harris, the offensive lineman that committed to Florida, he committed to Florida over Florida State and Miami. So Florida, woo, two wins over Florida State, and one over Miami. Looking at Miami, Francis Maligoa, of course, committed to Miami over Florida. Jaden Rashada committed to Miami over Florida. Lucas Simmons just committed, now flipping from Miami, to Florida State. Lucas Simmons committed to Florida State over Florida. Keldrick Falk committed to Florida State over Florida. Roger Kearney committed to Florida State over Florida. And the Roger Kearney one especially... Um, sucked as a Gator because, well, Roger Kearney went on an official visit to Florida and not even 10 minutes after it, end, after it ended, committed to Florida State. Um, and that was a big deal because it's like, oh, you just got served, whatever, don't care. Um, that Like, it sucks, obviously. But, yeah, um, that, that's what happens. That, I, to me, I don't think that's as bad as people try to make it seem the Roger Kearney thing because a lot of people make it seem like, Ooh, he just went to Florida knowing he'd commit to Florida state. Probably. But at the same time, I'd say that it's more likely that it's like, well, I'll give Florida one last go. And if they can convince me or kind of change my feelings, then, then maybe I'll consider them. Um, but now he, he went in obviously heavily favoring Florida state. Florida didn't change his mind, and he's going to be a Seminole. And that's fine. <laughs> that, that is what it is. But uh, looking at this, and I realized that when I went through it, there were no Miami over Florida State or Florida State over Miami's based on these players' top fives that are public now. I don't know what they had privately or what they had previously posted and then deleted after they committed. I don't know. But those are the players that I can find public finalist rankings and so that's what I went by. Um, but I will say that, yeah, a lot of blank over Florida, not a lot of Florida over blank. Um, 
but it's also insane to me because there's no Miami over Florida State, no Florida State over Miami, only everybody over Florida, which sounds bad. But at the same time, at least from my perspective, maybe it's an optimistic point of view, but Florida is in on these players that we probably wouldn't have been in on last year or the year before, where, yeah, Francis Goa committed to Miami over Florida. But Florida was in the running, in the finalists. Uh, we, we now know, of course, uh, John Garcia mentioned this last week on Lockdown Gators, where he was like, look, by the time Francis Mago's commitment day came, Florida knew they were out of the running, which is fine. By the time July 4th came, Florida knew they were out of the running. But they were in the finalist, which is important because Francis Mavigoa is arguably the top offensive lineman from the 2023 class, and Florida was in the running for him, which that does not happen, especially with Dan Mullen and, and even previous regimes where Florida was so was in such a tightly contested battle for a high-ranking offensive lineman like that. It's been quite a while since we've seen that Jaden Rashada the four-star quarterback who a lot of people love and a lot of people were like Jaden Rashada is better than Arch Manning um Florida was in the running for him and it came down to a very messy messy situation with an article that never should have been published I'll say that um never should have been published none of that information should have been released because one it's not true simple as that it's not true and two it's irresponsible to, to publish that information like that. So, yeah. But Florida was in the running for Jaden Rashado, who a lot of people love. Lucas Simmons, a very highly ranked offensive lineman. Florida was in the running for him. And it was uh, it was Florida, Miami, I mean, Florida, Florida State, Tennessee, and USC in the final runnings for Lucas Simmons. And Lucas Simmons, of course, at the time of recording this, about 30, 40 minutes ago, committed to Florida State to be a Seminole, which, oh, uh, yeah. Keldrick Falk is another player who, in June, I believe it was, took a visit to Florida, an official visit to Florida. They were in the running, and, of course, Florida State walked away with it, and Roger Kearney, we know. But, yeah, I, I think it's important to talk about, yes, Florida has not won these battles, but Florida State, Mike Norvell, they've been in contact with these kids for over a year. To go to Florida State makes sense that they've got a little bit of a a little bit of a standing over Florida. Miami, they I mean their whole coaching staff is more experienced in the state of Florida. You've got Mario Cristobal, of course, proven head coach with Oregon. He came to Miami and he did his thing that he should have done. My point is Florida shouldn't necessarily be winning these battles yet. But the fact that they're in so many of these battles so late in the game is very important to talk about the future success of this program. And it's going to be just a a monster time and a monster uh, tenure for Billy Napier with the Florida Gators. The fact that they're even in so late in these tightly, tightly contested battles. And I am very happy about it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow where we're talking about Marcus Stokes, the quarterback commit for the 2023 class for the Florida Gators. Now make your second listen to the Lockdown SEC podcast hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including 
the best university in that conference, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.